yeah, I really wish I would have been able to have, or somebody would have said to me, this is the potential I see in you call out that potential. Yes. I say all the time to our staff, we've got one staff that I think is particularly smart. And I always say to her, you should be a doctor. I'm just here to tell you it is not too late. You are very young. And she's always like, Carrie. And I'm like, I'm not joking with you. Like, why not go for it? I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and so glad that you are joining me this morning, Carrie. I know I always say that, but you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but Carrie lost over 100 pounds on the Code Red Lifestyle and has kept it off for over a dozen years or right around a dozen years. And she's uh, an MSNRN, uh, a wife, a mother, a farm owner, like it's so we really come to the table with a lot of different experiences, you know? I think it's neat because I think that people always say, you guys play so well off each other. And I'm like, I don't think two other people could do this because I've watched podcasts with two people and it just doesn't ping pong quite the same unless you know them. Right. And I've noticed that with other people, even though they're like a host and co-host situation and they seem to know each other, They're constantly talking over each other. And I hate that because it cuts out the audio and it's just annoying and it's rude, but we don't. And I'm, I just, I like it. I like our podcast. We're glad that you like them. And evidently you do, because we are one of the highest rated podcasts in this whole space that we're in. So thank you for that. Christy, one of my favorite podcaster had a, an interview the other day with one of her, a very famous, not person that wrote some books. And they're also friends in real life. And she talked on top of him so bad. I had to turn off the podcast. Like I cannot listen to her interrupt. And I kept thinking maybe she doesn't have good audio and she can't tell when he's talking because it's on. Well, we're doing it the same way we're doing it on zoom. So it was funny. People are just, sometimes they're just not good listeners and not good interviewers. And it's, and one of my favorite people of all times talks over people. So anytime she does an interview, I don't watch it. I just can't do it. I can't the interrupting, interrupting the finishing people's sentences. You know, I've worked so hard over the years to break those habits and become more like dad, who I think is the best listener. And I've really worked hard, hard on it. So I'm, I know I like our podcast. I am glad you guys do too. My favorite listener was Cecily Christie. Remember the nurse I worked with? Yes. And if you started talking, she would just stop and very pleasantly look at you and smile. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, you quit interrupting after that. And I think about that all the time, her, I think about her and I think, but some people are so dense that they just continue to keep talking. Like they just want to hear themselves talk. It's, it's, I don't know, but today guys, I was going to do this one by myself, but I couldn't resist having Carrie do this with me because it's going to be so much fun to hear her answers. Guys, this is three things I would tell my 18-year-old self. And I, I picked 18. I was going to say teenage self. I might still name it that You know, when I go to fill out my form and stuff for the podcasters. But I think that 18 was a very, it was a very pivotal age for me. And if I could have known these three things, then it really would have changed a lot at that point in my life, because I made some pretty drastic decisions at 18 years old. So are you excited about this podcast, sis? Yeah, I have 27 things I would like to tell my (laughs) 18-year-old self. (laughs) 
and they all oh, actually my three things are all the same. Don't get married. Don't get married. No, 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 don't. No, get don't married. Oh no. I'm teasing. Those aren't it. Those aren't it. I'm oh, I thought Sorry. you were starting to say it. I was like, come on, what are you doing? You know, I mean, ew, okay. All right. All right. All right. So here we go. Let's start off. I'm going to do my first one. Then Carrie's going to do her first one. I think these are kind of in, in order. The, these for me are in order of importance and how significant they are to me. Now that I've lived, I'm 45 right now. And now that I've lived this life, you know, 20, 27 years after I had to do that quick math. Yeah. After 18 years old, I've learned these top, the top three things I would tell my 18 year old self. Here is number one. Are you ready? Number one for Christy. And then we'll do number one for Carrie. Let me, and I'll explain mine too. Number one for Christy is you don't need to get married. And I know Carrie was joking about hers, but in, let me just give you some context. I'm like, what do you mean, Carrie? Or what do you mean, Christy? Carrie and I were raised, you guys probably know this, Carrie and I are sisters, and Carrie and I were raised in a very strict Pentecostal house. We were Pentecostal, and then we kind of transitioned, our family kind of transitioned into non-denominational. And we were raised to believe that the Bible is the word of God, and we still believe this, you know, but you just take it really, really, really seriously. And you have very strict rules for your life. There is one person, there's one perfect partner, one perfect man, one perfect husband, one perfect wife for you out there. And you pray to God, they'll send him or her your way and you save yourself for marriage and you don't have sex before you're married, you save yourself and then your marriage will be perfect and all that stuff. We didn't, and our parents were very, very, had a very good marriage in the fact that we've never even heard our mom or dad say or use even a disrespectful tone to each other. They're not disrespectful people. They're very respectful, even to this day when they're not married anymore, they are still very respectful. So we looked at them, we just thought, well, they got married at 18 years old. I guess this is what you do. And you save yourself from marriage. You don't get, you know. So I thought that that's what you do. You get married right out of high school and that's just what you do. But I have had multiple failed marriages and failed relationships because I wasn't, I never really learned good relationships as far as like how you work through problems in a marriage and how you pick a good partner. And I would tell myself, you don't need anybody to be to to make it to to make my dreams come true to make it in life you don't need a partner and you don't need to get married that is excellent that is excellent yeah i love that good job yeah. that's and i was joking about don't get married don't get married don't get married but that is can i tell what my number one is oh i'm ready for it okay okay cuz that's mine is real similar to yours and something that i have been really working on with with my daughter Anne marie who at the time of this recording is almost 12 and something I did not do when I was raising my older daughter, Courtney, and when I was helping raise my niece, Ellie, I didn't do it. And I regret having not done it, but I think they got the message, but I do wish I would have told them this. And this is something I push with Anne-Marie and I wish I would have understood this at 18. And this lines up real closely with Christie's number one. And it was, I would tell myself, Carrie, you do not have to conform to the expectations and standards of what other people tell you a woman should be like. I would like to, I would like to tell 18 year old Carrie that you don't have to get married. You don't have to have kids. Do I regret having my kids? No, I love all my kids. You don't have to get a, a degree in something that maybe I wanted to go to medical school. I did not think I was smart enough to go to medical school. I clearly could have gone to medical school and become a doctor. That would have 
worked out really well for me. I could have joined the military. It's embracing this idea that you don't have to conform to the standard, which is exactly what Christy is saying by you don't need anyone. It's the same idea. Like, you know, when we were, when we were kids and again, I love our mom dearly. And she was raising us with such love that uh, this is when I talk about these things, because I know she listens to our podcast. I want her to know that I am not saying that I think she did anything wrong, but the idea is that if this, this is going to sound funny to some of you, but if you don't want to shave your armpits, don't shave your armpits. You don't have to, just because you're a woman, if you don't want to wear a dress to things, you know, you don't have to wear a dress to things. There's no expectations that you have to take a traditional role that you have to be something traditional. If you don't want to shave your legs, then don't shave your legs. Like, I mean, I believe in good grooming and hygiene, but who says who's I'm not y'all. I shave my legs and my armpits, but so that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that these ideas were so, Oh, you need to look pretty, go put a dress on and do your hair. Well, you can be pretty without a dress on and without doing your hair. If you don't want to do your hair, that's up to you. If you don't want to put a makeup on, that's up to you. So these were ideas and not even so much our mom, but maybe just the society that we were in being very, the very religious upbringing. And I really wish Christy that I could tell myself, you don't have to fulfill what people think you should do and what society is telling you to do because you're a woman. And that's something I'm really trying to break out with Amory. Amory, shave your armpits if you want. If you don't, it's okay to you. Now, I don't want her to have saggy boobies, so I may, I do make her wear a bra, and there are some things. I mean, some of you out there were like, Carrie's not hardcore. You're right. I'm not. I'm almost 50. I'm still learning. You know, it's not. It's, it's still very ingrained in me. It's hard. Well, oh, you look so pretty. Let's paint your nails. Ah, why, why, why did I do that, Christy? So that would be the number one thing that I would tell Carrie. I told mom about this in the car yesterday when we were driving. We went up to Tamarack together and I told her we were recording this podcast and I told her what my three things were. And I said, I just want I don't want you to think that I'm attacking your parenting. And she said, no, I mean, they did the best they could. They they were raised very strict and they raised us. Carrie and I very strict. I wish mom would have said to me anyway or to you and me, if you want to have sex, you have to be married first. And so I wish that maybe mom would have. And this was just unheard that they they didn't even have this talk with us, you know, but I wish they would have said, if you want to have sex, let's get you on birth control, but don't just get married just so you can have sex. That's the wrong reason to get married, you know, because that would have saved me a lot of heartache because sex is just not all that it's cracked up to be. And it's certainly not worth, <laughs> it's certainly not worth getting married for, you know? <laughs> like, and so, and, and I know mom agrees with, with me on, you know, it's just certain things she would have done different, you know, and that would have been nice to be like, all right, listen, you want to have sex. That's fine. Don't get married so you can have sex for crying out loud, you know? So definitely I like your number one sis. That is so true. Not conforming to what's just what society or what Photoshop filtered Instagram makes you believe that that's pretty. I remember watching an episode of the Today Show like 20 years ago and uh, they had it was a Halloween episode and they had these little kids walking out. And so the hosts were giving the kids candies because the, the kids had different costumes on and they went to this kid and this kid and the pirate and a police officer and a fireman and all the way down the line. And at the very end, it was a little girl absolutely gorgeous. And she was a, a little princess. And they said, aren't you the most beautiful little girl we've ever seen? We're going to give you extra candy because you're so pretty. And I just about fell over. And I was like, how could you just reinforced that being pretty in their eyes means that you get rewarded more by people. So I'm with you. I'm glad you're raising the kids like that. Christy, even if we just could have had it back to your sex before marriage thing, even if we just could have had a conversation, 
Like, I'm not saying that. And again, mom, you know, I love you. I'm not saying this, but I wish it would have been like, hey, Carrie, Christy, hey, I get it. These things, you know, these are fun things. They seem like a lot of fun and they are. And then you get old and (laughs) sorry. Okay. This is not the place to make those jokes. But anyway, so anyway, just a conversation, Christy, these are your options. Like we're, we do want you to wait till marriage. We think it's better not to just share the goods with the entire town, but here are some options for you to think about, or here are some perspectives we want to share with you. Same thing with normalizing, having a period. That's one thing I've worked really hard on with Anne Marie. I don't, and our mom was very open, but it was kind of like, Oh, are you on your period? Let me slip you a a pad. Hiding it. Yeah. I have tried really hard with Anne Marie to be like, it's not a big deal. It's just something that happens to you. Now, some of you listening to this podcast, maybe a lot younger than me. And you're like, Carrie, this is basic women's lib stuff. But you have to realize that for someone in the 45 to 50 year old category, this is not basic. This is a really different way of thinking. And so for me raising Anne Marie and she'll come downstairs and she'll say, well, in front of everybody, Brandon and everybody, I started my period. You're just like, yay. I'm so glad she doesn't have to make it a thing like we did when we were growing up. Yeah, we whisper to each other. We whisper to each other. Do you have a tampon? You know, and it's like, and I know that, you know, but that's something that every woman goes through. Why are we whispering it? Why are we hiding it? We're embarrassed for why? I wish I would have said that to Carrie. Carrie, just, just be you. And it's like, it's okay. Like you don't have to be with anybody just because people think you'd be good in journalism doesn't mean you have to be a journalist. I would have saved myself a whole four-year degree. Yeah. <laughs> is everybody ready for number two? I got my number two and I'm Carrie is going to crack up laughing when she hears this. I don't think, you know, I think I told you in the car when I was visiting you, but we'll see. Number two thing I would tell my 18 year old self, everyone's full of crap. What I mean by that is pretty much everybody's lying. <laughs> pretty much everybody's lying. And, you know, they're like, oh, come on, Christy. Listen, listen, people are faking. They are putting a show. They are not always telling the truth. Pretty much everybody's full of crap. And I and the reason that that I would say that to myself is because don't look at somebody and think that they've got it all together or that you want to be like them because they are putting up a show. They're putting on a front, which is why the last six years that I've really been public with Code Red and public with my life, that I have put it all out there for you to 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 so that you see the good, the bad, the ugly and because I don't ever want someone to think that I've got it perfect or or what whatever. And you look at everybody like the dating world, like people are putting their best foot forward. Like it's almost like you'd rather have the first date be directly out. Yeah. Directly out of bed, you know, with bad breath, like, like maybe the first date should be the absolute worst that you look and feel right off the bat. Like, let's go right to the good part where let's, let's get right to the reality of things because people are full of crap. I love this. I went to go grab a pair of pajama bottoms last night. And this, this, I promise this relates. And I was searching and searching. It was dark. So I grabbed a pair. I just put them on. I thought, well, these fit a little different. Like they're awfully baggy in the waist. But I was like, whatever. I went to bed. I woke up this morning and Brandon looked at me and he goes, do you have on my hunting thermals? I was like, yes, I do. If you can love me in hunting thermals and, you know, looking like a hot mess, you can love me anytime. And I think that that it's authentic. count. But that's it's authentic. Hunting it's thermals. You probably looked adorable. No, I don't. You should see them. And and then and then of course he was making jokes about the flap and and it, they're like all baggy in the waist but tied on the booty. You know my typical because Brandon's shaped exact opposite of me. But it's the point. I looked at myself in the mirror and I laughed when I saw them because I just went to bed. I didn't even look. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, like it, I'm just so myself. I am just so me hundred percent. And I love that Christy. Cause you know, the popular girls, I could name them all, but maybe they listen to our podcast. So I'm not going to, they had as much self-hatred and lack of confidence as any of us, but I didn't think that in high school. Mm-mm. No, I didn't either. I'm, I was thinking that too. All the people that put on such a show and that we were like, wow, you know, I wish I would be like them. I wish I had a blank like them, blank like them. They were just as down in the dump, maybe even more. And mo- a lot of bad things happened to those people that we graduated high school with. And they're, they're unhealthy. They're overweight. They're, you know, they have, they have major problems that, that just because just problems kept piling up and they didn't take care of it. Like, oh my God, they're a hot mess, you know? And I, I look at that too. And if I could tell my 18 year old self that like, look, everybody is pretty much full of crap. So you, you do you, you, you know, just keep your eye on the prize, keep your eye on your dreams. You move forward in the direction you think you need to go and don't worry about what everybody else looks like or what they're doing or what they're showing you online. We didn't have social media when Carrie and I were growing up. In fact, we did. I mean, the first time I ever saw social media was 2008. So it wasn't that very long ago. And I would have really been much more secure right from the get-go. Uh, that's a great one. Mine is not nearly that deep. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, mine is... And this is only because this topic had a lot of angst for me growing up. And it seems really shallow, but I definitely would tell my teenage self, leave your hair alone. <laughs> leave your hair alone. Y'all, I jacked up my hair six ways from Sunday. Christy and I both box dyed our hair. Christy box dyed her hair like 01, like, or 012. What was it? Like jet, jet, jet black. Remember that? Jet black. It was so black that it was blue, but not this cool blue. (laughs) And it stained my head. And then then I dyed my eyebrows to match. I look like Elvira. My heart's on fire. So I would tell myself, and and I'm not trying to be shallow with that, y'all. It's just that here's the deal. I had a lot of angst. There were a lot of expectations for long hair and then the permed hair. And then, and then, you know, I remember my dad, me getting my hair cut and my dad saying, well, how much short are you going to go with it? And he didn't say much about our hair, but that was, that was a struggle. And then I just kept changing my hair to try to find my happy, to try to be popular, perm, don't perm, straighten, bangs big bangs, bowl cut with the shorter sides. I've had it all. And they were horrific hairstyles. And, and I did not even like them when I had them, but I was searching for something. I was searching to be popular. I was searching to be pretty. I was searching to fit in. I I look back at the pictures and I just say, Carrie, you have, you had great hair. There was nothing wrong with your hair. I just should have stopped cutting it, stopped coloring it, stopped perming it, leave it alone and let it grow. And, and now I have, you know, great hair. It's fine. I don't have any problems with it, but the happiest I've ever been in my life, Christy is when I just stopped screwing with my hair, just stop. Like, and I know you and I are very different in that, but even it took you a while to find your style because Mm -hmm. we have all certainly seen Christy's style done bad, you know? So Mm -hmm. you have to get expert help and you have to know what you're doing, but just leave it alone. Carrie quit. Just be happy. Be happy inside and not because you permed or straightened. I'll never forget when I was very first married uh, to my first husband, I went and got a perm and then I immediately hated it. And I made her do the thing where they straighten it and put the perm solution on and took it all back out. I don't, what was I thinking? I just, I was trying to search for happiness in my hair from the time I hit junior high, Christy, 
all the way until I just finally left my hair alone and let it grow out and be straight and long like it is. And I've been, I've been happy. Now I did get my hair ruined during COVID by somebody that didn't know what they were doing. And Christy's uh, hairdresser at the time in Boise managed to repair it. I lost a lot of length, but even then I wasn't unhappy. I've just been so happy the last 10 years, just leaving my hair alone. Just let it do its thing. And not everyone can do that, but it just was such a reflection of my, my hair has always been a reflection of my insecurities. I think it's interesting that the first two for both of us, the, the, the reoccurring theme is to just love yourself the way you are. Yep. And, and I absolutely agree with you. Now your hair is a reflection of you being edgy and different and fun. I don't want that with hair. Like I don't want blue hair. I don't, I want my hair very normal. I want it to be easy to take care of. I want it to look pretty. And it's not because anybody told me that hair has to be long. That's not it. It's just, I'm all, I was always cutting, coloring, layering, perming because I thought it would make me happy. And that was the theme from junior high until probably the last 10 years of my life. And it just, it didn't, Christy, I had hair so short. You couldn't, you couldn't even brush it when you were pregnant with Courtney. Yeah. Like, what was I thinking? What, what did I think that was? I don't understand. I'm not, I'm not knocking any hairstyle. You guys, I'm just saying for me, it was me trying to find happy. And the truth was happiness is inside of me. I don't care what you could have the most I know people that have the most gorgeous hair in the world and they hate themselves, hate themselves. So, you know, I just wish that I could have said, Carrie, stop, just be happy with who you are and stop screwing with your hair because you're going to ruin it. I love that. Actually, I mean, I know it sounds shallow, but not when you explained it. I know you thought it might sound shallow, but not when you explained it and not when you find, you know, like you just, you explain that there's a bigger, deeper meaning. And that's so true. And it's funny because I dream about shaving my head bald and just because I want to make a point, you know, so I have the same thing where with my hair, where I'm using it to make a point and, and whatever that point is, you know, so number three, number three. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm really, I think I told you this too, but I'm excited to see what you think. The number three thing I would tell my 18 year old self is God is not mad at you. You know, I did. I learned that from Joyce Meyer when I was 40 years old. So five years ago. Now, again, backing up to give you guys context, we were not we were raised in a strict Pentecostal. My dad was a disciplinarian. He was very hard on carrying me. And I'm so thankful to this day. So thankful that he was because we turned out to be hardworking, good, contributing members of society, us girls. And so I'm super, super, super thankful, very respectful, very kind. We just we have those good old fashioned values and that a lot of kids don't have nowadays. We're very hard workers. So I'm thankful for that. But I and I and mom and dad didn't talk a lot about relationship with God. I don't I know they had a relationship with God. I would watch dad preach. We would watch dad preach. We'd watch him lead praise and worship. We would watch him just cry standing on the pulpit as the Holy Spirit came down upon him. And it was just powerful. And I remember feeling the Holy Spirit. I know that, but I still had some of those old religious stuff in me that was like, you know, that I'm not ever enough and we're not ever enough. That's the thing. We're not, we'll never be enough, but that's why we have God's grace. And I didn't quite understand until I was 40 years old. And I heard Joyce Meyer say, God is not mad at you. And it would, it changed everything for me. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. That's really powerful. And if I could have told my 18 year old self that, then I would have understood that God is not looking for perfection. He's looking for a relationship. He's not looking for religion or rules or regulations like what the church wants to put on us. 
but just relationship with us. He wants to be in every aspect of my life. And whether I'm going to the grocery store, whether I'm going on a walk, all of it, he wants to be, he's my friend. And I didn't quite, I guess I always thought um, every time I would say something like say a curse word or something, you know, or, or thought a sexual thought in my head about something that I shouldn't be, someone I shouldn't be thinking that about, that God was mad at me. God was mad at me. God is mad at me all the time. Always worried about God being mad at me. And I, it's so freeing when I finally learned it, it just released me of all that. Man, I would not have had to live 20 years plus years with that kind of guilt and shame always on me. If I hadn't known that from the start, it is a relationship stemming from guilt and from tasks. And there are a lot of religions out there that are very task oriented. God will love you more. If you do this, God will love you more. If you do that. And I love how Joyce Meyer says, God will never love you more than he does right in this moment. And that is the same idea, Christy, that there's nothing you could do to make him love you more or less. He loves you the same. And I think that we really did have that fear-based relationship. And I don't know how that happened because I don't see that with mom or dad. Mm -hmm. They don't have a fear-based relationship. So I'm not sure how we kind of came into that, but that is excellent. Oh, that's way better than my last one. Oh, got to hear it now. Let's hear it. Okay. Number three for me definitely would be to tell 18 year old Carrie that you can do it. And that's mm-hmm. like, okay, Carrie, what, what, what poster did you get that off of? <laughs> Is that tattooed somewhere on you? No, it's not. And I did not think that I could be successful doing hard things. When things got hard for me, I did what two of my three children like to do which is just give it your best and you know what I mean? You know, "Ah, okay, just going to get through it. Just, just get through it. And, you know, until I hit nursing school and I had to take some more difficult courses, I did not think that I had it in me. And when I was in nursing school, Christine, I took pathophysiology and I took microbiology and some other challenging courses. I mean, they weren't that challenging, but they were, you know, moderately challenging. Uh, I had to study, which I hadn't really had to do. It made me sad because here I was a non-traditional student of the years that I missed when I could have easily had done those nursing courses at 18. Why was I not doing them at 18? Why did I not do pre-med at 19? Why was I messing around for so many years? Now, Christy and I've talked a lot about, you know, if you don't know what you want to be right away, it's okay. But I, I try so hard to instill this in Anne Marie. What do you want to do? Yeah. She says to me the other day, I don't want to I don't want to, I want to be like, Aunt Christy, I don't want to have kids and I just want to travel. And I'm like, you can do that. I wish somebody would have said to me, Mm. what is your heart's desire? Well, then go to medical school. Let's make it how, let's talk about that. And again, at the time when I was graduating high school, this is almost 30 years ago, my dad did not have a college degree and neither did my mom. So they didn't really understand the ropes of college. And whereas I have three college degrees. And I definitely could sit down with my kids and I did with Courtney. She's a microbiologist. And I was like, where do you want to go? Like, this is what you have to get a PhD. And this is what you're going to have to do for undergrad. This is an idea. And, you know, uh, Courtney's dad has advanced degrees and, and, you know, so it was, it's easier to talk about those kinds of things with kids when you have that experience. And our parents just didn't have that. I do wish I could have said to her, It's like we said in our life, it's not going to be any easier than it is right now, Carrie. Why not take micro now? Take a chance. Go for it. You absolutely can do it. Why did I not, Christy, apply to do an exchange program in Japan for a year? Why didn't I? I'm going to pay student loans either way. Why didn't I do that? 
you know, why didn't I go and experience and do? And I just think I did not think that I could have done it. And I never want any of my kids or any of my friends or any of the people listening to ever feel like you can't. There are some things, let's be clear, that would be harder. Anything that involves mental math, let's be clear. Christy knows I can't add in my head. You know, that's interesting. I I don't remember. I, I know that mom and dad never said we can't do something, but I don't remember them sitting us down or having a really serious conversation saying that. And again, they were trying to raise us girls and they there was no money in our house. So the money was always stretched thin and run a ranch and animals. And dad always worked two jobs. Mom was working two jobs. It was just a very tough life, very hard life where we lived. And so I don't, I don't fault them for this, but I don't remember them sitting down and looking at us and saying, you can absolutely be anything you want. There is no limit to what you can be. I mean, I remember them kind of saying, Hey, do you want to be in, you want to go into dental hygiene? Because Dr. Dan can get you a letter of recommendation into the local dental hygiene school. They, they kind of put that in my mind, but it was more traditional, like nurse, dental hygienist, teacher, you know, you're kind of your traditional female roles that people kind of went into, but they never said you can absolutely like do Cause I, I never had that feeling. And I would love to have had that feeling of that. I have now that I'm not kidding. When I tell you, I, there's nothing, I mean, nothing holds me back. And it would have been great to know that when we were younger. I have often thought about in when I was in my forties, late thirties, I thought about going back to medical school. And honestly, y'all, I know I could have done it, but I didn't want to come out of school with that debt. Ideally, it would have been join, get my med- medical degree and then join the military and let them pay it off while I worked. <laughs> that's what, if anybody's listening, you want an idea, that's a good way to go. But I do think that I have conversations with Anne-Marie and I know you and I've talked about this, Christy. She said, I want to travel and I want to work. I'm like, okay, let's talk about the kind of jobs that work really well with that. You could be, because her parents are nurses, you could be a traveling nurse. I don't know if I, I said, how about radiography tech? Like, I know that you like that. Like, is that something? And then do you want to do something online? Do you want to do computers? You just have to be able to get wherever you're going to go and then do your work and stop and do your work for the day. You know, we've talked about that. We've talked about what kind of jobs. I just don't remember having those conversations. Right. I really, yeah, I really wish right. I would have been able to have, or somebody would have said to me, this is the potential I see in you. Call out that potential. Yes. I say all the time to our staff, we've got one staff that I think is particularly smart. And I always say to her, you should be a doctor. I'm just here to tell you, it is not too late. You are very young. And she's always like, Carrie. And I'm like, I'm not joking with you. Like, why not go for it? A gal that I worked with that I worked, I did open hearts with in Houston, Texas. When I went down there for a travel contract, this has been seven, six, seven years. She had an undergraduate degree. She was a phenomenal open heart nurse. She, I had just got the job teaching at Western governors. She went through the master's degree program at Western governors. I got to be, you know, her instructor, help her. She did it in three months, went on, got her critical care nurse practitioner, went on, got her DNP, her doctorate and nurse practitioner for critical care. I mean, this girl just like, and she's always like, you inspired me. I'm like, what? Like, ah, she's so much smarter than me, even the very first day I met her. And it's all about calling out those good things you see in people. And I just, mom and dad were encouraging and they loved us, but there wasn't that moment where somebody said, I am calling out the things I see in you. And I just Mm want to be that for other people. I know that I absolutely love kids and especially Code Red kids and any kid 
any child of my Code Red Rebels, I particularly like, and I'll get people that see me out in public in a C-store or the mall or something, and I'll have a chance to connect with their kids. And if I only have 45, 50 seconds, a minute with this child, I always try to call out the potential because you just don't know if it would be that one moment where where I, I, see, I say something that could change the course of that person's life. Plant a seed plant a seed in that child, someone that they are, they look up to, someone that they see on, on the TV that they think is famous. A lot of kids think I'm famous because they see me on the TV screen, you know, or not TV, but the computer screen. And it, it, in their minds, it's like, well, it holds, my opinion holds more weight to them because they think I'm famous, you know? Well, I'm going to capitalize on that and I'm going to plant a seed of greatness in them and encourage them that, you know what? Like there is absolutely no limit to what you can do. If you got it in here, and you, you work hard and you line up, you know, what you need to do. And if we say to Anne-Marie, she says she wants, she told me she wants to get a van and she wants to live in that van, like one of those sprinter vans, those camper vans, and then travel with dogs, you know. Okay, well, one of those vans is about $50,000. So let's back it up from age 12 to age 18. You got six, you got six years to save up 50 grand. Like, let's put you on a path if you really want to do this and let's start saving some money for your van, you know. So like that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't ever want to ever laugh at a child or laugh at a teenager that's got some sort of a dream or something because, man, you don't know put someone's potential. I would much rather do what you said and pour into them and plant that seed and water that seed and be that one moment that they never forget. Remember, Christy? I am a promise. I am a possibility. I am a promise. With, with the capital, capital P. P. I am a great big bundle of potentiality. Carrie's oh, singing yeah. an old church song that we that we learned as a kid. Yeah, that's it's huge. But I didn't really feel it. No, I didn't either. And I think that it's kind of a universal thing for kids to kind of grow up with that. But if I see a kid that's arrogant, that's like, I'm going to do this and that. Everyone's like, ooh, be humble. And I'm oh. like, go for it. Be it, do it. You want to be an astronaut? That's great. Although one time I did say to Anne-Marie, she's like, I want to work for NASA. And then I said famously, well, I guess you better learn your nines times tables. It was my favorite. Well, exactly. Yeah, you're exactly right. I tell you what's the other day, sis. I got nine times four screwed up. I said 32 instead of 36. I was so mad at myself. I had to actually use my calculator because I was like, which one is it? And I was like, Christy Lynn. I cannot believe you. If you are watching this on, I don't know, wherever you're watching it, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're watching a replay on our Code Red private community in our Code Red app, comment below and tell us what are the three things you would tell your teenage self now that you're, most of our clients are older. I mean, older as in not, not younger. I don't know how to say that, but not teenagers. <laughs> life, but yeah, not, not teenage. You know, what would you tell your, your teenage self? Does it line up with any of ours? Would you, I probably, a couple of them do. I would love to hear what people thought and what their three things are too. We would love to see that. I always love to read your comments. Yeah. I really love to hear what you guys say. And we and always appreciate you guys rating and reviewing our podcast because that does help us get higher rankings. I mean, I don't really know what, I think higher rankings mean that maybe it'll suggest more to other people like, Hey, maybe you would like rebel weight loss and lifestyle, but regardless, we're, we are just thankful that you're here. We're also thankful that you're in the code red private network. And that is, you can, that's our app that we had built. And you can go check that out by going to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP. Also be a part of our Code Red Ringside program. That is our VIP program that 
I go live, you know, two, three times a week. There's a all ton of rewards. You get the first dibs on every product coming out. You get discounts. It's a place where you can comment, connect with other people, post. It's really a great. And the reason I called it Code Red Ringside is because ringside seats are the best seats in the house. And of course, you want to be in the best seats of the house. And, and I believe the monthly charge for that, I think, is $12 a month. So it's minimum a minimum charge compared to the kind of support and benefits that you get. So we would love to see you in the Code Red app and Code Red Ringside. And we love you guys. And thank you, Carrie, for helping me kind of open my heart. I mean, I know that you had to be vulnerable and I appreciate that. Oh, I had a great time. Thank you so much. We appreciate you watching Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. We'll see you on the next one. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs and see what we can do for you. Until next time, Rebel on.